Coming up on Studios America, we'll hear a heartbreaking story from an employee of this place, Blaze Media, whose husband is currently sitting in Israel, seemingly abandoned by the U.S. government. Uh, we'll also get Glenn's reaction to that story and some pretty intense commentary on the Biden administration's culpability in all of this. Plus, the latest breaking news out of Israel, and we'll get to all of it in about 60 seconds. But first, let me tell you about Birch Gold. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on the respective populations. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track everything, every purchase you make. They can even block you from purchasing certain items and easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. In essence, they enable a government to take even more control over your finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want physical assets that are held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold as well. Learn for yourself. Text STU to the number 989898 and they will send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer is, well, if you got an IRA or a 401k from a previous employer or something that's gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA in gold. And you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Text STU to the number 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold and give them a call because, you know, look, if digital currency becomes a reality, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. Check it out now. It's Birch Gold. Stu does America. Uh, with the Israel story, everyone's going in a million different directions. So tonight we start by doing the Israel effect. What is this going to do? How is it going to echo through our society? There's a lot going on. We'll get to it here in, uh, in, in due time. But I, I want to start with... Uh, What's going to happen inside of Israel? Because they need unity there more than anything else. As strikes are devastating Gaza, Israel has formed a unity government to oversee war sparked by the Hamas attack. Now, if you've been following Israel for the past few years, it's been very rocky. Uh, it's been up and down and back and forth and people accusing everybody of everything else. This is going, this is, they're having that 9-11 moment where everyone's like, okay, all those dumb things we were just saying about each other, let's forget them for now. Let's come together and get this done. Now, the problem with this, and, and I think this is something we talked about a little bit yesterday, if you're Hamas and you come over and you slaughter a bunch of people and you take a bunch of hostages and you go back to your territory, you're obviously not trying. It's not like Russia trying to take over Crimea, right? Like this, they're not trying to get a bunch of land to hold on to. What they're trying to do is cause chaos. And they had to have seen this all coming. They know Israel is going to come in there and blow a bunch of crap up, which is perfectly OK and what they absolutely have to do. But how did they plan for this? What else do they have up their sleeve is the big question. And do they have any uh, sort of um, connection to other countries to make this even worse for Israel? Well, it's looking that way a little bit today. Along Israel's border with Lebanon and Syria, clashes now are raising fears of another front. Will this be a regional war? Will this turn into World War III? We'll talk to Glenn about that here in uh, just a couple of seconds. Of course, there's a bunch of idiots saying stupid things. Bernie Sanders is always included in this category. He says Israel's siege on Gaza's, Gaza is a serious violation of international law. Specifically, he says the withholding of electricity and water is a, uh, is a violation of international law, which is weird because they're just giving that stuff to Gaza and have been for decades, just giving it to them for free. And they stopped giving it to them for free. And that's an international human rights violation. I, I don't know exactly how that works. A BLM, of course, is in the news as well. They are praising Hamas. Uh, 
what a statement. What a statement. For all, think of, I want the people in major corporations who donated tens of millions of dollars to Black Lives Matter to think about, to maybe reassess this, maybe make a statement about how we want our money back from Black Lives Matter. Make a statement about how we no longer will give a dime to this organization as they continue to do these things. Let me give you an excerpt of of their analysis of the situation. As the world is faced with deep questions about self-determination, as we all desire and pray for a world of peace, sure you do, we must stand unwaveringly on the side of the oppressed. Now, not the oppressed babies that were decapitated. That's not the oppressed people they're talking about. When people have been subject to decades of apartheid and unimaginable violence, their resistance must not be condemned, but understood as a desperate act of self-defense. I'm going to go ahead and strongly disagree with that sentiment. And also, uh, resistance isn't a good way to describe uh, decapitating a baby or raping a woman. That's not a good way of talking about resistance or executing people in their homes that had nothing to do with what you're talking about. Uh, Black Lives Matter grassroots stands in solidarity with our Palestinian family who are currently resisting 57 years of settler colonialism and apartheid. Hmm. As black people continue to fight to end militarism and mass incarceration in our own communities, let us understand that the resistance in Palestine, Palestine as an attempt to tear down the gates of the world's largest open air prison. What a stupid point that is that they make all the time as a radical black organization. You say that again, uh, grounded in abolitionist ideas. Sure you are. We see clear par- parallels between black and Palestinian people. I actually don't see the parallels. I don't think black people are terrorists. Uh, So uh, now look, some Palestinian people are also uh, not terrorists, but Hamas, yeah, they are. We too understand what it means to be surveilled and dehumanized and property seized and blah, 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 slaughtered with impunity. Do you African-American person living in America in 2023, do you understand that? My guess is you don't. Is it 1884 still? I don't think so. Um, When they resist, they call us terrorists. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. People don't call black people terrorists in America. That's not, not, not even a thing, except the ones that are blowing stuff up. If there happen to be some of those, you can call them terrorists, perhaps. Uh, BLM Chicago tweeted this image, uh, which is, again, quite clearly, not just I stand with Palestine, which, oh, you know, they've been saying forever. But instead, um, you know, the person paras- paragliding uh, or parachuting inside of uh, the Israel borders to just show, no, we mean the actual murders. Uh, a bunch of these uh, graphics came out. BLM Chicago said, but that doesn't make uh, taking Israeli hostages OK. How do you answer that, according to BLM Chicago? The fewer Israeli hostages are, in fact, Israeli soldiers and Israeli army generals who are responsible for keeping Palestinians hostage. Blah, 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 blah. And then another one. But that still doesn't mean that what Hamas is doing is OK. The answer, there's a lot of disinformation being spread about what Hamas is doing. Misinformation with absolutely no evidence. Oh, sure. Greg Price uh, noticed the New York Times making some changes in their coverage as well. Hamas leaves trail of terror in Israel. Uh, They say accounts of the massacre of civilians by Hamas terrorists. That's how it used to be. They updated it, though. Massacre of civilians by Hamas gunmen. You want to call them terrorists. That would be mean. In just a minute, we're going to talk to somebody who uh, has their husband and her brother, I believe it is, in the middle of this whole situation in Israel, stuck there with no really way to rescue them or to contact them. It's it's a crazy story. You have to hear it. And it's next. (laughs) 
tell you about the best wholesale land value in the state of Texas. This is never before offered prime Texas acreage. Saturday, October 21st is the new section grand opening of prime Texas properties at wholesale prices. Get a brand new lake access barn dominium. I didn't know there was a thing. It's called a barn dominium, but apparently there is. It's ready for your finishes on six plus acres for only $119,900 or three 10 acre Lakeview estates priced to sell in one day from 49.9. That's a crazy price. Limited availability. Don't miss out. Saturday, October 21st, you can own two plus acres of direct dockable lakefront on a trophy bass lake for only $59,900. Minutes to town and shopping and dining properties are serviced by gated entrance, paved roads, utilities, and high speed internet to work from home. Multi million dollar clubhouse equestrian center and resort style pool exclusively for owners call 765 lake now 765 lake now new section grand opening is on october 21st that's a saturday don't miss it you can buy directly from the developer and save thousands on october 21st these properties are wholesale priced to sell in one day don't miss it 765 lake now 765-525-3669 or online at txlanddeal.com it's txlanddeal.com I want to bring in Ashton DeGroot. She's the social media content coordinator here at Blaze Media and one of the many Americans with a loved one trapped in Israel uh, while all this craziness is going on. Ashton, thanks so much for coming on the program. Thank you for having me. Um, let's start at the beginning. Uh, your husband is in Israel. Yeah. So why was he there? So my husband and his brother are Messianic Jews who work for a ministry here in Fort Worth called Zola Levitt. And they were recently tapped as, on the shoulder to be the new faces of the ministry. So they went to Israel in the end of September to shoot a teaching series from there. Um, they actually started out near the Strip um, and Lebanon and made it to Jerusalem. I believe it was two days before the conflict started. They had four days left to shoot. They were supposed to be home Tuesday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually on the phone with him when I first started to, to see reports of something going on down in Gaza. And, you know, that's, that's not uncommon. Right. Stuff happens there often. Did you have that same reaction that I had was, was saying, like, okay, well, there's always a story about someone from Hamas firing a rocket or whatever. Exactly. It didn't feel initially that it was different, but obviously it was. Yeah, well, it very, it very quickly changed. And that was, that was actually probably one of, one of the more interesting things is that because it's something that seems so typical there, it almost immediately was like, hey, no, 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 no. This is different. Mm. By Friday night in Israel, the Iron Dome had gone down several times because it had been, it worked so hard. It was, it was inundated yeah. with rockets, which is, you know, when you hear about the Iron Dome, you're told, eh, Israel's okay, they have that. Yeah. It went down several times. Mm -hmm. And so these rockets are, fire, are coming over, they're hitting targets now. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's just one small part of a very highly coordinated attack. Yeah. Um, and Israel, you know, it's tough. The, the region is, it's, it's such a small area, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you know, what is it, nine miles across or something? It's so small. Um, you can get there really, really quickly from one side to the other, and, and north and south is a little longer, but still, it's a small uh, strip of it's land. An hour's drive from Jerusalem, where my husband's at, to Gaza Strip. It's an hour. I, dri I drive an hour every day here in Dallas. That's, right. that's a normal <laughs> yeah. commute here. Yeah, so y you're seeing this go down, and your hope is hopefully they can just get out of there as soon as possible, yeah. right? Just, uh, you know, take the next flight, get home, get out of that region before this really starts getting bad. But you quickly find out that's not even going to be possible. No. So Saturday morning, their flights were canceled. They were supposed to leave 
Monday night. Their flights were canceled on Saturday. Saturday. And you can understand that, right? Like, these planes are coming in amidst rocket fire and yeah. p- potentially a war breaking out. They don't want to risk the passengers. Well, absolutely. Um, you in can fact, understand why they make these decisions. When Poland was trying to land their military planes to get their nationals out, Hezbollah announced, hey, we are we're at- intentionally trying to hit the Tel Aviv airport. This is the same time Poland was trying to land their military planes. Oh, my God. So... They're intentionally trying to take the airport out. So I understand commercial flights canceling. I, yeah. I absolutely understand that. And we just assumed something was going yeah. to, to open up or that America would say, hey, we're coming to get you. Right. And that's what's been really interesting about this. I mean, this is a, a larger part of the story, but it's like this is the largest mass kidnapping of Americans since the Iran crisis of the 70s. Yeah. And our administration seems to have basically no opinion on it. They don't seem to be saying anything. They had a barbecue party on Sunday. Mm. Uh, He put a lid on his day the next day at noon. He talked yesterday, I believe it was, at 1 p.m. Eastern. Did he say anything about our citizens? I mean, I I did hear reports that we have a a special team trying to get hostages out, and that is fantastic. I am so grateful for that. Okay. We have thousands of American citizens who are all over Israel who are asking, when do we go home? Yeah. How do we go home? Now, I don't know if you know this, and this might make you very happy to hear, but John Kirby came out and he was able to advise uh, Americans who are in Israel about all the plentiful ways that they can get out. Let's watch the clip. There are still many viable options for Americans who may want to leave Israel. The uh, airport is still open. Not all commercial carriers are flying a- out of Ben-Gurion, but, but many are, particularly international air carriers. And there's still some viable ground routes. So if people wanted to leave Israel uh, v- via road, uh, that's still possible uh, as well. So, I mean, did you not consider any of these options? Why didn't? Why isn't he just taking an international flight or just drive, drive through Lebanon? It's absolutely, it's offensive. I'm offended that that man would have the audacity to lie to the American people, that the people, their their brothers and sisters, their husbands, wives, daughters, sons who are stuck in Israel have the option if they want to. Ah, just get a car. Drive, drive into Jordan, into Iman, oh, 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 a, a super friendly country. Mm. And in an attempt to fly out of, what, Turkey, also a super friendly country? Just go jump on a commercial airline. The, 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 the flight only costs $3,500, and there's about 64,000 people at the Tel Aviv airport also trying to get a flight out. Oh, and I'm sorry, there's only 30% of commercial flights leaving. So about, what, 2,000 people actually got out yesterday? So 62,000 people now get to come back tomorrow and hope that they win the lottery. That is incredible. 64,000 people that at the That was the, the word on the ground. That was what airport. my husband told me is that there were 64,000 people trying to get out. It's, it's terrifying. It reminds me of you know, watching people try to leave Afghanistan, right? When you had people just flooding and trying to get out Holding any way possible. Planes. Holding on to planes to get out. And this, as you mentioned, uh, seemingly is starting to escalate as a situation that's going to turn into a regional. Well, and God we, only God hopes it's not a it's not a world war. We just heard reports 35 minutes ago. We have paragliders coming in through the north. There's apparently a, 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 a big party planned on Friday, mm. a call across the world to to 
I, I don't remember exactly what, what the tweet said, but it was essentially like, a, hey, come out and, and show your support for Palestine. Incredible. And not to mention, I saw a report from Reuters this morning where Mexico landed a plane, got their 300 nationals out. The Netherlands, Germany, Austria, Poland. Poland, I believe, has landed twice. And I believe Italy has also landed and gotten their nationals out. Most of their nationals, they, they actually have, I believe, some hostages. Where are we? Where is America? Where are we? I, I grew up in a, in a time when I believed that when I traveled internationally, my passport meant something, that no one was going to mess with somebody that had an American passport because they knew America meant business and they were going to come for you. Mm-hmm that America would be the first plane in. And not only would they be the first plane in, they would take anybody. Yeah, they were gonna get their citizens out, but hey, we'll take anybody that needs to get out because we, we care about innocent people. We care about life. Our people are, are, are left stranded in a war zone that they didn't ask to be a part of. And we have John Kirby out there saying, oh, just you know, drive, drive up through Jordan. It's embarrassing. It's, it really is. Hang and on. they deserve Gosh. better. Our people yeah. deserve better. Mm-hmm. That, that, uh, that word embarrassing is one I've come back to many, many times over the past couple of years. It, it's not just sadness that our country seems to be falling apart and we're no longer the, the nation that you mentioned with the passport and all of its value. It's embarrassing. Like, I, we're supposed to be a, the, the world's superpower here. And... What are we doing? Why are these people still stranded in Israel? Why, why is there no effort seemingly being made? You know, we, we talk a lot about on this, on this platform about how the world has changed, how our country has changed, how things are different. And you feel it in your pocketbook with the groceries and the bills and, and, and the, the rising interest rates and things like that. But for me personally, and I, and I if I could be so bold to speak for every other American citizen who, who's in this particular situation, this is an eye-opening experience mm. to realize that no one is coming for you. They're not even talking about it. You have to rely on the kindness of private companies and strangers to do everything that they can to make a way for you to get out. And that's if you know about that company and you get to fill out their paperwork and they contact you and they have a seat on a plane for you. I've talked a lot about my husband and my brother and my desire to get them out. But my heart is not just for them to come home. It is for every single, it's for every single American citizen to come home. My husband met a couple from Florida who's retired and they go to Israel every year to evangelize. And they're there. He talked to a woman who told her children that she'd be home and she said she feels like a terrible mother because she feels like she lied to them because she's not home. They're real people with real families. They're not just numbers. They're not just, they're not just Twitter posts you share. And I just want them all to come home. I don't want anybody, anybody 
sitting at home wishing that, that something was done for them. I, I, I'm a normal person. I, I do have a lot of, obviously, context here and, and things like that, so I feel obligated. I feel obligated to speak and be the voice for everybody who doesn't have one, who's just sitting in, in front of the television, hoping, praying that the news will give them some update that makes them feel a little bit better. I don't feel like anyone was saying anything about them on Monday night. And I told my husband, I said, I'm, I'm done. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. I'm going to say something. And I'm, I'm trying. Unfortunately, that's, that's all you can do right now, uh, other than pray and, and, and hope for the best. It's, uh, it's shocking the position that our country has is, is left your husband and, and your brother and so many others in. Um, it's just incredible to think that that's, this is the place we're in. So can you tell us more about their specific situation? They, 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 what, are they okay? Are they safe at all? What, yeah, what's... that's a really good question. Um, they have been safe. Um, the hotel that they're staying in has a bomb shelter, um, and they've been okay. Um, you can kind of come and go from the hotel a little bit. Martial law has been instated, and um, so there's lots of checkpoints and curfew and things like that. However... The hotel that they're staying in is turning off the power tomorrow. Turning off the power. They're turning off the power tomorrow, and I don't know why. We've told we've been told it's because of low occupancy, and there are there are employees who live in the hotel. My husband, who's staying in the hotel, um, they have nowhere to go, nowhere. There's nowhere to go. So, right now, the only option is to stay and hope that they don't get kicked out. Um, and no but in, in, in turning off the power, now, now we can't charge our phones. I, I would assume there's not going to be any Wi-Fi. And that's three days. The hotel is the only place they have to eat. Nowhere else is open to eat. So hopefully there'll be food available. And, and I mean, good God, what is, how does this feel thinking that you may, in this situation, need to go three days without any contact at all? with your husband? It is um, very uncomfortable. And I've been asked a lot about um, what I need, uh, which is very kind. And I, I laugh because uh, I, you, you hear on Sunday at church a lot, you know, prayer is the most powerful tool you have. and. And, and to pray for people and things like that. And often Christians are like, okay, but like, what can I actually do? Right, you know? right. And I'm learning that, um, that phrase right now in real time, that that's literally all that I have. That's it. People have been very kind in bringing me food and, and giving me gift cards and, and things like that. But like I, the only thing that brings hope and peace and, and confidence in this time is prayer. That's it. That's all I got. Mm. Nothing else brings me the, the peace and the, the comfort that that does. I know that my prayers are not falling on deaf ears. And I know that, that the prayers of my friends and, and, and strangers from all around the country, they don't fall on deaf ears. 
And that is the only way I'm going to get through the next three days. Because, you know, even if they do turn the power back on on Saturday, forgive me if my math is wrong, um, will his phone be charged? Will the Wi-Fi come on? Will he be able to call me immediately? Will he be able to text me right away? I have no idea. Will he be in the hotel? Will he be somewhere on the street? I don't know. I mean, it's just the feeling of helplessness is, is just overwhelming. Just even hearing it from you, I can't even imagine what you're going through. I mean, is there anything that people can do? Is there anything? I mean, I know Mercury One has people in the region. I'm sure they're working hard on this. But like, yeah. is there anything? Is there anything that people can do? What What should people do to help not only uh, your family but but everyone who's there? Well, like I said, pray, pray, and talk about it. Share the stories. If you see this clip, share the clip. Let, let your friends, let your family, let whoever you, you have in your sphere of influence, let them know that there are thousands of American citizens who do not know how to get home. Um, I, I, you should absolutely donate to charities like Mercury One who are legitimately doing things to try and help those who are on the ground. Um, that is, that is honestly, that's all I have. That, that's all I got. Hmm. I don't know what else there is to do. All right, well, please keep us updated. If there's anything we can do uh, to draw attention to whatever, please let us know. Um, uh, it's just an impossible situation. I'm so sorry you're going through it. Thank you. Uh, just, I mean, this is one person out of how many? I mean, how many people have, or have the same story going on at their homes right now? Um, thank you so much for being brave and coming on and, and talking about this. Thank uh, you for I, having I, me. I it's, I, it's very I difficult. very much appreciate um, you helping me get this story out. Ashton DeGroote, thank you so much for coming on the program and, uh, and sharing your story. Thank you. <sighs> well... Let's talk about uh, the situation here in America. We've, you know, we have a, uh, a, uh, a story now where over 300 medications are in a state of shortage in America. Like what, I, we just talked about this. What country is this again? Like I, I, I know we've all been spoiled by living in America all this time and everything has is, is always gone pretty darn well for us. Um, but I don't know what, I, sometimes I can't even recognize what's going on. Uh, the Jace case is from Jace Medical. They are a great uh, company, and uh, they're, they put together multiple different ways for you to deal with stuff just like this. If you have a shortage of a medication that you take every day, they can make sure you have it for a very long period of time, up to a year. So if something goes wrong with a supply chain, you're not stuck without the medication that you need on a daily basis. If you're traveling or if you just want to prepare for basic shortages, Antibiotics are something that are really important and can go away at the snap of a finger if the world turns crazy, which I don't know if you've noticed, it is. Um, so get the Jace case, be prepared, uh, talk to the people at Jace Medical and get yourself ready for whatever might come down the road. Uh, go to jacemedical.com, enter the code STU at checkout for a discount. The promo code is STU at jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. It's the Jace case from Jace Medical. Joined now by Glenn Beck. He has a brand new special coming up tonight. Uh, actually, it's next, 9 p.m. Eastern. And it's about uh, Israel and the situation going on. Um, I mean, you, know, you heard a bit of that story, I think, from Ashton a minute ago. I mean, uh, how, is this, how is this America? I don't even understand where we, where we live or what, what's going on. 
for the second time in my life, I as a private citizen am trying to figure out how to charter commercial airliners to go into a war zone to save people that our country should be saving. We are a joke of a country. What does your citizenship even mean? What does, what does my tax dollar afford me? It's supposed to protect me as a citizen. I go over, that passport means something. Our president hasn't even said, you touch a hair on their head and we will come down with a rain of fire on you. Mm. That needs to be said. They can't even get our own people out who are not hostages. It's, it's, I'm, I'm getting, I've been on the phone, I'm getting back on the phone. I mean, I'll see what we can do to get some airliners there. I mean, I, I can't I, believe this. I can't believe you're saying this again. I mean, we talked about this during Afghanistan. It, it's not your job, right? Like, it's not. What do I pay taxes for? What do I pay taxes for? I don't know. I mean, I, you can buy. Think of all the things we waste money on, and we don't have money to go get these people out immediate, immediately. Immediately. Why is this not the number one priority of this country right now? Did you see how much money, $1.4 billion, has just been given to country after country after country to start lesbian and gay and transgender clubs? in countries that religiously want nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. We are putting our money and our time and our energy into those things, and we can't come up with a way to call American Airlines and say, hey, we have some F-15s, they're gonna escort your plane. You can't do that. Hmm. I mean, the military would provide the pilots. You wouldn't have to risk your own pilots. Obviously, everything would be cut. Like, this should be pretty basic stuff for a superpower, should it not? This should be, this should not be, hey, let's rely on the talk not, show host to get these people this out. This is not. Stu, we can do this. I know I haven't gotten any, I have no idea, but we've done it before. Done it before. You've shown okay, that we've you We've done do it before. Huh. If we can do this, the president can do this just by saying, Call Bob in here. I want to make sure you land some planes and pick up all those Americans that need to come home. Period. That's all he has to do. I, I, you know, on the show tonight, because I disagree, and I, I say this with heartfelt sorrow for what the Israelis are going through. But they issued a statement yesterday to please not post any of these pictures. Mm. I'm sorry, but I disagree. And here's why. People like Raoul Wallenberg gave his life to smuggle out information about what was happening to the Jews behind the lines in Poland, in Czechoslovakia, and in Germany. People risk their lives just to get the stories out, not pictures, just the stories out. We did nothing. And the excuse was, 
Well, the best way, this is the best excuse, the best way to end this is by winning the war. So we're not going to go. They wouldn't blow up the train tracks. We flew over them. We wouldn't blow up the train tracks. Hitler tried to cover his tracks. He tried to say, well, it wasn't me. I, I didn't know anything about this. He, he covered his tracks. They tried to hide it. They tried to burn all of the records as they were leaving. These people are announcing it. We risked lives to get information out and then did nothing. But the average person didn't know because it was only rumor. This is proof. These are the pictures that prove they will kill every Jew, every child, anyone who stands in their way. Everybody needs to see that. Mm. You don't need to dwell on it. But everybody who is on the fence, I don't know, I, I mean, BLM is fine. Are they? Are they? Yeah, follow their social media where they're praising the efforts of Hamas flying over paratroopers coming in to murder civilians. They are cheering it on. Stu, as a Christian, if the role was reversed in Germany and the Germans were killing Christians in the gas chambers, mm. once we got there, would you be for going into the homes? You'd probably want to, but would you be for going into the homes and shooting people in their beds, lining them up, make them beg for their life, and then shoot them execution style. Would you be for the United States to go in as soldiers and behead people with a garden hoe? Would you be for that? Of course not. Why? Why? Because it's... They deserved it. They knew. But it's immoral and it makes you... Them. As bad as them. Or yes. worse. Yes. Yes. You don't do that. What kind of civilization are you going to have if that's the way you treat your enemy? I'm not saying you don't go in and fight, but everything in the Geneva Convention stands against that. Okay? Mm -hmm. Everything. Everything. They didn't have a plan to go and hit anything except the wall to get them in, to kill the soldiers, to get the other people in, and then go house to house and murder women and children, rape them and drag their, their naked bodies in the streets. I don't want to live in that world because that world looks an awful lot like Hitler's world. No thank you. It's, a, it's such an interesting uh, point too because I don't know. There was no plan here of trying to conquer a territory. Like, I mean, for all the no. things you could say about Russia, and I've said many bad things about them, they went to Crimea because they wanted Crimea, right? Correct. And they took Crimea, and they want to keep that. This is not, that's not what they were doing here. This was just wanton murder. It was just coming in and just murdering people for the hell of it, uh, maybe literally. So, where does this go? Because obviously they did this for a reason. They wanted to, to, to increase chaos. Maybe they wanted to launch a larger uh, regional war that turns into God knows what. Where does this go from here? Do you have any idea? Um, unfortunately, we're two years away from the next election. So where this goes from here is uh, to the Biden administration. Um, and God. honestly, without 
a strong president that says, knock it off. It's all he has to say with conviction. And, and it has to be believed. Oh. But I don't think he could say anything that oh, would be Oh, he can't say anything point. that's believable. Because they'll shoot themselves in their foot because they're busy putting on their high heels and their makeup as men. I think the generals, maybe you should get some flats on. Okay, maybe. <laughs> More mobile that way. My gosh. This, this is good, though. God uses even the most horrific things as good. This can be used for good if we can get our friends and neighbors who have been kind of on the fence and, yeah, I support Black Lives Matter. What, you don't? Yeah, you see what happens on the street? with black? They burn cities down and they say they want, to, they want to end the nuclear family. It's pretty evil. Show them this. Show them what that world looks like. Show them what the world looks like in Armenia, what it looks like in Ukraine, what it looks like in Afghanistan, what it looks like in Israel, because this is what the world looks like without a powerful America. Mm. And I don't, I, don't see, I don't see it turning around anytime soon. You uh -huh. will, you will when uh, bombs and people are killed here. Yeah. And that's coming. Do you, does this escalate into, I well, mean, we've seen the Hezbollah reports already, right, of another front. Yeah, so there's another front. Um, who knows what happens with Syria and all the other people so, around. Benjamin Netanyahu said just the other day that if it goes with Hezbollah, it becomes a regional war. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to fight to the last man. They will fight to the very last man. But I think so will Iran. So will Iran. Uh, they will fight until the head of that religious cult is cut off uh, and free the people of Iran. This is why maybe Barack Obama, this is why maybe um, uh, Joe Biden should have stood up for the people of Iran when they were trying to overthrow mm -hmm. their government. But we did nothing. Um, it's going to go into a regional war and that can quickly become a global war. Right. I mean, seemingly Russia already siding with Iran and the Palestinians. And China is with Russia yeah. and with Iran. I mean, that, this they have deals. With, with all these things going on, and not to mention we've weakened ourselves so much with all the stuff that we've been sending to Ukraine. And we don't have the factories. Right. We don't have the manpower. We don't have the money. And uh, if you think that if this starts to drag us into this, if you think China won't take Taiwan, you're fooling yourself. Uh, Glenn Beck, his new special coming up at 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm sure it's going to be an uplifting hour. Uh, of uh, Dave hope... Rubin and Ben Shapiro. Yeah, it's a great show. Uh, both of them are incredibly passionate about this. This is going to be a great one tonight. Do not miss it. It's next right here on Blaze TV. And if you've seen the mainstream media coverage and you're thinking to yourself, this is not truth. I want something different. What a great time to subscribe to Blaze TV. You get the, all these shows and you get coverage of these events that you're not going to get anywhere else. Remember, this is like September 11th. Everybody was on the flag lapel pin for a while. For a while, yeah. And then all of that went to hell yeah. in a handbasket. Yeah. It's not going away it's here not going away. at the Blaze. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. The promo code is Stu. You'll save 10 bucks. We appreciate it. Glenn, thanks for coming. Thank on. you.
if you've ever bought or sold a home, you know it can be very difficult, and it's such a huge part of your financial future. You know, just those little mistake, 5%, 10% on price or something, you don't think that's that big of a deal. It can wipe you out for years to come. It can make you, you might, your retirement might be five years later uh, than uh, what it should be. You got to make sure you have the best real estate agent. Uh, there's no, this is, there's not a time to screw around when you're talking about your biggest financial transactions. Realestateagentsitrust.com exists exactly for this pur- uh, purpose. It will pair you up with uh, the best agents in town, uh, whatever area you're in, anywhere in America. If you're moving from an area, you're moving to an area, you don't know an agent there. This is the best place to go. It's a free service to you. Glenn started this company many years ago, and it's been incredibly successful because it's helping people all across the country. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. We have some ongoing developments here with uh, the House speakership. Uh, Of course, McCarthy's out. He's been talking about maybe trying to run again if they can't get somebody. But they're going to first try, I think, to get Steve Scalise across. Uh, Steve Scalise has been selected as the GOP nominee for speaker. Now, this is sort of a backroom election between the Republican uh, representatives. They, uh, in a party line, or excuse me, a uh, majority vote uh, came with Scalise over Jim Jordan. Now, there's all sorts of opposition to Scalise. Um, we'll see how much actually manifests itself on the vote. For example, Rep, Rec, uh, Representative Max Miller said he he's from Ohio. He said he did not will not vote for anyone but Jordan on the floor. He said until Jordan takes himself out of the race, he won't even consider voting for Scalise or any other candidate. The, now, since this, he, Jordan has taken himself out of the race. He says he wants unity. He's going to go with Scalise. So the upside opportunity that we saw, even though it wasn't a huge upside, um, that one's probably gone. We're probably back in the area of of a similar situation as we had with McCarthy. But at least if they can get Scalise over the the line, it won't be much, much worse, which is still a possibility here. Of course, the Democrats are again putting Hakeem Jeffries forward, which is really stupid, honestly. I mean, if they had... You know, I don't know if I were them, I would pick like either the most conservative Democrat I could find or the most liberal Republican I can find and not put all my votes behind them and hope you could get a few peel off a few moderates from the Republican side. They're not doing that because, you know, they just are who they are. Um, uh, he, Max Miller also said this, but you know what? We just had 6% of the conference dictate speaker of the House. So why would I let 51% dictate the next speaker? It doesn't make any sense. 51% makes a lot more sense than 6%. I mean, 51% is how basically every election is decided. So I don't know. Well, we will see here uh, who is going to uh, be speaker. No vote yet. And the reason there's no vote yet is because Scalise clearly doesn't have the 217 votes needed. We'll follow this. There may be a vote tomorrow. We'll let you know on all the updates. You know, it's times like these with these sorts of world events going on that, I don't know, to me, the Blaze TV subscription really just pays for itself. Uh, You're not getting the news from the mainstream media. You need to get it from somewhere. You need to get the truth from somewhere. And that's why we show up every day. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the coverage of getting something out of it. It's a really tough time, but it's important to know the truth now more than ever. BlazeTV.com slash stew is the place to go to get on board. You get all the shows here at Blaze TV. Promo code is Stu. It'll save you 10 bucks. If you can, great. If not, you know, you're watching on YouTube or whatever, that's great too. Make sure to follow the show and click the bell for notifications. We'll see you tomorrow.